All right. Bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum. You wanted intro music. I was going to give you the bumpity bump. I wanted like the, yeah, DMX. The bumpity bump. The bumpity bump. I'm sure <laughs> Cheryl's going to cut in our intro music. <clears throat> Cheryl, could you swing the camera over to this side? Right in my face. Boom. Boom. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is. MLO. That's a, that was chimey. That <laughs> was super nice. Hit those, yeah. That was super nice. My name is Net here with Casey Carpenter. Yes, sir. And Scott Curahera. Howdy. Say hello, gents. How's it going? Hello, new ladies year. and gentlemen. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new year, 2023. Our first episode together. The gang is back from our holidays. Mm -hmm. And today, we, we put some effort into what we were going to talk about. There was like a whole pre-episode meeting, right, guys? Yeah, I got some notes. You got notes. We got agenda. <laughs> we did this the right way. But today we're talking about the three most common buyers today. Mm -hmm. And we really want to disclose and talk about working in this industry. Who's actually buying homes right now, right, guys? That's a huge topic out there right now. I mean, everyone's asking about it. And we got three. Uno, dos, tres. Mm -hmm. We even brought in a new language. <laughs> but seriously because like, it's a new year right uh last year 2022 mm -hmm. what a year yeah transitional well, year what happened a lot happened rates went through the roof mm -hmm. <laughs> well show them the chart don't show them the chart yeah but rates are up things are more expensive so that leaves the question wrapping it around again who's actually buying a house and we've got three different kind of buyer types not Profiles. archetypes, but buyer types. Buyer types. Scott, is that okay to use? You're the smart one in the. Compliance. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. Yeah, it's good. I feel like I'm yeah. in court now. Yeah. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. But it's Casey, some, what's the first profiles one? that we have put together for profiles buyers? Now we're agents. Yeah. Yep. Hit me with profile number one, Casey. The fatigued investor. <laughs> you don't like this one. I can tell he's like embarrassed to even freaking say it. No, the fatigued investor. This was up. my idea, if you can't tell from the passion and me describing it. But this is big because over the last couple of years, the definition of investor has become very broad. Very broad. Like if you maybe bought Dogecoin, you're an investor. Yeah, Robin Hood up. Yeah. Investor. Everybody's been trying to be mobile an banking. Investor. investor. That is like everyone's an investor, but we're all pretty tired of seeing the negative returns. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are moving their money from these other investment accounts, hundred percent, and looking for something safe, right, Scott? Or not, right, Scott? I'm yeah, no, 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 no. That's that's absolutely right because if. If you look at, and this was, we actually have stats for these. These we are got real, real live stats. stats. So if you look at 2019 to 2021, there's a very positive rate of return. It's 26.2% according to the S&P 500. That was yeah. the rate of return for stocks. Yeah, everyone knows that. We're, we're negative for 2022. And everyone knows that as yeah. well. Ne that's not a, a shock or shouldn't be but a shock. But you even broke this down. You did this 2019 S&P yep. 500 up 31.49%. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. Big year. Big year. Big jump. Big stuff. 2020, 18.4. Yep. 2021, 28.7. Goes back up. S&P, yep. 500. Yep. Up. And you remember that there was all those news stories, right? There was uh, AMC and GameStop and everybody jumping on that train to get involved. And, and those were huge rates of returns. We see that. Yep. Um, in 2022, it, it goes down. You know, we're starting off this year down. Uh as you start to see that, you you see people pulling that money out of, of that volatility, mm. which is, I think, stock market should be synonymous with volatility. And they're moving it into homes, which is a much 
safer, less volatile investment than you would typically see with, with the stock market. And Casey, bring in the fact of why real estate is a safer place to park it. I mean, on average, mm -hmm. historically, you gain appreciation in a home. Uh, and this can range, but I would say, you know, personally, comfortably around five, six percent appreciation gain on a home per year. And it's something that you can come back and access to. Um, you can look at it as your safe investment for now as that market maybe is a little volatile. Maybe you're waiting for those stocks to go down even more and then you'll look at maybe investing back. But for time being for parking money in this sake, you might be looking to put that into real estate and that could be the safer bet during these volatile mm -hmm. times. Well, and I don't want to get like too far off on the fatigue investor. Sure. We don't want to sure, wear sure. out that tarot sure. card here. But the reality of the situation is <laughs> having a home, having a home gives you something that owning Tesla doesn't, right? The stock Tesla. A home mm -hmm. gives you a roof over your head. Yeah. It impacts your lifestyle and your well being and helps your family, whatever. Right. Or another family, right? As an investment. Multi-family dwellings. We don't want to get too far off the no. tracks. But that's the number one thing we're seeing. A lot of that story. Like, oh my gosh, I invested in crypto. Lost. Invested in S&P 500. Down 18.1% mm -hmm. last year. And not to a great start this year. What other investments i mean almost anything well and then there, right you're, you're up in every morning right drinking your coffee you're getting what's, your notification what's the next one yeah. dude what's the next big you know coin to jump and it's just like i'm like people are over it yeah people are getting over it and like well let's put all this money to the, oh retirement accounts that's what i missed they're also looking at their iras or if they're going to roll over or not they're like 401k oh my god i'm down on this too that return yeah. yeah you don't want to look I'm at down that on this so they're looking like hey maybe i could buy an investment property maybe i could upgrade my primary residence and rent out my mm -hmm. you know other asset all these other things but let's go to the number two most common buyer in 2022 and rolling into 2023. Scott hit us with number two. Relocation buyers. And we got to put a little context because I'm thinking just here now live. Relocation well, means like I could also be moving across the street and technically I'm oh, relocating. Hey, yeah. the, the Johnsons. The, the Johnsons. Move. Who are the Johnsons? It's the typical. You see the Johnsons up the street. They got a little bit bigger house than you, and they're moving out. And you're like, hey, yeah, we're going I'm ready four, to upgrade. going four houses up. I'm going. We're upgrading. Yeah, for sure. But no, relocation plays a big factor. Casey, you just had a client. Yeah. Tell us that story. Yeah. So I have a client, uh, and typical. It's kind of, you know, someone that lived in a state and is moving. You know to here in the state of oregon they're moving to be closer to family closer to family mm -hmm. that's so that, a big reason a easy relocation you know reason uh with this client though it is kind of ideal it's a client that already has a home there in california they're going to be leaving that home moving up here they're actually downsizing because they're a uh, retired client now so they're going to be buying a condo moving closer to family they're going to retain that property they're leaving in california so now they're also becoming a investor because they're going to have an investment property another investor welcome to the club another investor welcome to the club and his uh partner will be moving up here as well so they will have a second investment property down there um they had money in the bank good credit kind of your ideal relocation easy move client but there's other reasons why you move addy and why would that be well i just want to say too with the 
and I know it's a real worn out word, inflation and all this stuff, but one of the biggest things specializing in relocation buyers that I see is cost of living. So with everything being so expensive, if you lived in a very, or live in a very heavily taxed state, such as California, yes, sir. it seems to operate almost like it's independent country at this point. Yep. Everything's more expensive there. So if you're down in San Diego and you're like, oh man, I can't even get by making 150, 200, 250K a year, you're maybe looking to shuffle things around. So it's natural for them to look up at Oregon and Southwest Washington where there's areas that don't have income tax or don't have sales tax yep. and things are generally cheaper. So our number two biggest thing is the cost of living Yes, sir. that backs the family. Cause I hear that all the time. A lot of people want to be closer to the family, but then the third thing too would be weather and just your general lifestyle. Like with how dramatic the weather's been nationally, like the Midwest freezing, oh my God. a lot longer and a lot colder. Floods everywhere in floods, Texas. Floods, all yeah. this stuff. It seems that the Pacific Northwest is in a little bit of a bubble. We've actually been one of the least volatile weather patterns nationally that I've seen. So those are the three things yeah. popping on the relay. Don't forget your work movements, right? COVID last couple of years, and we've all talked about that. A lot of companies opened up remote work. Good point. You're yeah. gonna see you're gonna see people move around because now it's it's kind of known for a lot of industries uh, that you have remote work ability and you can live in a different state. So. Yeah, and Scott hit us home because th with the remote approval because that's a big thing we've all dealt with is mm -hmm. since the pandemic companies shifted to zoom life for a while yep. now there's hybrid Microsoft work. teams there's yeah. not yeah. or not and you ask anyone like we know working with buyers oh yeah i'm totally remote mm -hmm. however are you remote approved to the sense that an underwriter or our company the the lender is going to give you the ability to buy a home can uh, you touch base on yeah. what people need to know about the remote work so your your remote work is essentially if you're if you're moving right and you're moving to a different state like let's say you're doing something as dramatic from coast to coast you're going from new york to oregon new um, york. when you go there right like you know one of the things that we want to see is like does your employer know that this is happening you know because you're you are approved to work in new york you got that job in new york and if your job is truly remote approved you should be able to work from anywhere. So what we would want to see for that is we want a letter stating, yes, you are absolutely 100% approved to work remote. Yep. You know, you're taking your computer, you're set up with you, you can work anywhere in the country. It has no effect on your income, your salary, or your other. Well, that letter status. can't be from Timmy two cubes down. Like it's Negative. gotta be HR. Company like letterhead, manager, letterhead, letterhead, whole thing. Yeah, signed off. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah it can't just be like, Hey, hey, we're thinking about moving. Yeah, you know, it's like, you're will you sign a, a letter? You're putting a new pod in the Keurig. Yeah. You're like, hey, Susie, what yeah. you doing today? <laughs> Not going to fly. I need just to sign here. Yeah, yeah, just sign yeah. here. You don't have to open your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. look at it. But that's big. That letter is super, super big. And working with a lot of clients that do relocate mm -hmm. with the remote approval, you have the flexibility to live anywhere and operate your job. I always tell them, hey, when you're gonna go ask for it, don't do it in a 30-person Zoom meeting. We're like, hey, uh, yeah. I'm just wondering, can you approve me for remote work? Yeah. And the reason why I explained don't do that is companies are vague intentionally on the yes or no, mm -hmm. because if they open up that allowance for one employee publicly, it has to be company-wide or it's not lawful 
what do you call right. it like treatment yeah to all employees so you know choose your time do it discreetly request for your hiring or hr your direct manager for a private conversation i mean let's be honest jimmy might not be good at remote work uh, yeah that's he, another good point. it just might not be that it's I, honestly it's just one of those if you're thinking about relocating number one make sure you can work remote mm -hmm. i want to transition into the third point Yes, sir. The third buyer type, if yes. you will. Sure. So this is a hybrid buyer type, first time home buyers slash VA. Mm -hmm. And that, <laughs> I did some hand signals. <laughs> yeah, look at that. We're like bringing in the plane. <laughs> the reason why I slash them, because there's a common denominator between those two, which is first time home buyers and veterans both are trying to purchase a home typically historically my data with the least amount of money out of pocket first time home buyers typically have less money to spend or they want to save it because they need to buy an entry-level home and upgrade it veterans have served our country and earned the zero down program so they're looking to take advantage of this and this excites me the most guys because right now there's an opportunity for both of these buyer types to get into homes that they haven't in the last couple of years due to just demand. Demand is down and sellers, I don't want to say desperate, but they're very open-minded to any legitimate offer, mm -hmm. any legitimate offer. Now I'm not saying lowball the crap out of them, 50% off blue light special stuff, yeah. but no, you can get a list price home and you guys are the blue light, special. blue light special and get closing costs covered, which is a big kicker. I got it right here. And you're the veteran. So why don't you elaborate on the veteran piece and then Scott will take the rest with the first time home buyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, VA, MLO, we support vets, active duty military, all you folks, 100%. Um, and uh, right now it's just you're seeing an opportunity for veterans, 0% down clients, uh, first time home buyers get into homes. And the scenario I have going currently actually just tees it right up. Uh, clients, veteran client, uh, Army Reserve, they were looking at a property. It was listed at 430 and just recently price reduced to 409 I like that. 0% uh, down payment. And we asked for the seller to cover closing costs. And they were more than happy to cover the closing costs. Um, the property had been sitting a while, and they did not want to do another price reduction. And... Clients are in contract, and we're ready to rock, getting ready to close this bad boy. Well, in closing costs covered, this is this is going to be a whole another episode down the road. Yes, sir. But just, and I don't like generally putting what closing costs are. I hate generalized fees, but it's going to be between 2 and 4%. And that's much higher than years past because the rates have gone up, and the fee to lock in that rate yes, or sir. discount points applied has increased. And yes. the entire reason why is because there is a high percentage probability that you're gonna refi this loan. What does that mean? You don't care as the buyer. I don't care as the mediator, right? But the bank or the mortgage company does care because it shortened the timeline of profitability, the amount of payments you will make on that note. So they raise those closing costs just a little bit <laughs> so they can get as many crumbs on the plate you get and get crumbs. that final bite. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So two to four percent, good to know. That uh, is much higher than we've seen in years past. Yeah, year. yeah, because it's always been pretty close to the one and a half to two, and now you're seeing it totally creep up. And that's, totally creep I, up. I 100 percent agree with those statistics. So and to slide it over though to Scott taking on the first time home buyer, this is really big because you're struggling to get down payment, mm -hmm. right? And then you're like, oh crap, I got the down payment, but I don't have closing costs, and that's why we saw so many 
first time home buyers really struggled to get into contract in the last couple of years. So why don't you recap the options that first time home buyers have that second or beyond do not for us? Well, if it, so if you're a first time home buyer, right, and, and you're looking at this market as it is now, for the last couple of years, it's it's been really difficult. And I know one of the biggest things that's turned people off is, uh, like, let's say you're going to go buy a house. How many houses have you seen go over list? Like, do you remember when that was the thing? Oh every God, house oh you, you sold or every, every house yeah. you wanted to buy was like, sorry, honey, our offer didn't get accepted. These people came in with 60000 over asking and didn't ask for closing costs or anything like that. Well, and even if you did have a big down payment, you had an extra sixty k to go over, you also needed a liquidated appraisal gap guarantee so you might even be like i'm gonna go another hundred over to match as an appraisal guy yeah. you gotta have those funds to make that offer yeah so it just quickly became not a reality for a lot of first-time home buyers. yeah so now, that, that pushed first time yeah out. clean the whiteboard now sweet, sweet, sweet. yeah there's so many options that that you have you know one of the the great options is the two one buy down or, or the buy down in general yes i think that is fantastic um really to go into that right is like what's everyone's biggest concern right now you know as as we see like we should be celebrating the fact that sellers are more willing to negotiate that's awesome right yeah but interest rates are way higher so it's the payment just so it's they're the like payment. super payment oh yep. my sensitive god. it's like buying a car we could bring it back to buying a car oh my god i, love, I want that beamer i, mean, I want that tesla in a, but in I don't a buyer's defense we've seen them go up 500 bucks you know, seven hundred fifty, a thousand bucks. It's hard to swallow. You know, absolutely. absolutely. But explain the the buy down really in like super condensed. Super I need fun do, size. Do, if you want to do a thousand foot view, do you yeah. want to do it? I, I, I want fun size. I'm talkative, so I, I tend to go into all the details. But one of the th like with the buy down, right? Essentially, what we're doing is the seller is going to to contribute money for this buy down that's going to lower your payment. Mm -hmm. That's a really reductive Has sort to. of overview. Yep. Has to be seller or builder. Keep going. So essentially what that means, right, is we're we're trying to get you into this house with the realization that rates are not going to be this high forever. Well, at least we don't think they are. So we want to get you into that house with as little money as possible because if things do break, and we do get to that point where we're refinancing at 4%, we don't want you to come out of pocket with all this money. We want to keep that money in your pocket so it's the best investment that you can make that gets you the most amount of money. I like that attempt at the explanation. The shorter version, take out all the, the, the noise and the behind the curtain, just center stage pop. What mm -hmm. they want to hear is the buy-downs give you a temporary Lower, lower payment. monthly payment. So two one for two years, you're gonna have a lower payment. Like I just chalked one up for someone four ten house. Year number one, their payment was five hundred bucks less than the full payment. Year number two, two hundred and fifty bucks less. Then year three, pop that full payment. So you're getting a huge promo discount. Mm -hmm. However, it ain't for free. Once again, it's America. Nothing's for free. Nothing. We have to negotiate with the selling agent to pay for that. It eases the buyer into the full monthly payment. The, yeah, we just got three. We got, you know, Wikipedia. You got something in the middle, and then you got the sticky note. <laughs> Nailed That it. was really good, all three of us. But, but the buy-down's really you. big, and I also just wanted to say that for conventional loans, the most common uh, mortgage, 
first time home buyers can take advantage of the 3% down payment. Mm. Yes, sir. Which yes. is really, really big. Uh, second time home buyers are beyond 5% down. And we're all assuming primary residence, by the right. way. Like, right. this is going to be a home that you live in and is on your driver's license. So right. don't get any ideas out there. And, and basically, in a nutshell, houses are sitting longer as the seller. You're willing to entertain now different offers, whether that be a buy down <coughs> offer or closing costs for a client. You're trying to do whatever you can to get buyers into your home. And so you're open now to, you know, different tactics coming at you for negotiation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, boom. I think we really hit it. I mean, just to round it all out, we have our three. I really think it needs to be four because putting those together doesn't seem right to me. Casey, what do you think? That. Yeah. Well, just to, just to round it out, you know, the three people that are actually buying homes in 2023, number one, the fatigued investor, mm -hmm. people tired of losing money on crypto, people uh, tired of losing money, so looking up. at that retirement account, and you see that thing sink in, you're like, I'm going to put money into real estate. Mm -hmm. It helps my lifestyle. It, it is a sound investment. Historically, time is your biggest friend when investing in real estate. Number two relocation you're moving mm -hmm. for a family weather or cost of living those seem to be the biggest relocation those individuals looking to change or upgrade first time home buyers big low cash lots of flexibility closing costs paid by seller in a low demand market and then subcategory on that veterans yes sir veterans veterans taking advantage <laughs> of the zero down <laughs> program and that's our summarized buyers and that's who's buying right now yeah why don't you send take us what or do our closing uh make sure you like and subscribe follow below that is for sure this is what the mlo and we will catch, catch you, you next time <laughs> next time later that. we always get that <laughs> that was good catch you next time we're <laughs> we're getting there heck yeah you guys both